All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Rigo's Rag Podcast. Ian Cummings here with Jacob Kamaker. We're back. Uh, last time we were talking about fifth round pick Kalik Hudson. Uh, so if you want to listen to that, it should be on the site. Today, uh, it's the same day. It's like two minutes later. We're talking about Arkansas safety, seventh round pick Cameron Curl. Uh, so we will get to that discussion. But first off, Jacob, you doing good? Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm uh, curled up on a chair here. Oh, my God. Uh, if you see what I did there. Oh, my um, God. Yeah, I'm no, going to end this right now. Was, I've ruined the <laughs> <I've> ruined. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. We have no reason to continue further, guys. That's it. That's it for today. Uh, I'm sorry. I can't resist puns. And every time, I know I'm going to get called out on this in the comment section. I'm actually excited to talk Cameron Curl. Um, we didn't know a ton about him uh, when he was drafted, but now I feel like both you and I got a good grasp on him. Yeah, sure. We've had some time to kind of digest that info. So we will get into that. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. And we're back with the Rigos Rag podcast. Uh, curled up here, I guess, as Jacob would say, uh, to talk about this guy. Um, it was an interesting pick, man. I was not, you know, my, my fists were kind of curled up when we picked him because I was like, well, I, I don't know who this guy is. Like, why are we picking this guy? And, you know, I, I watched some tape on him earlier today, I, you know, looking up, you know, kind of brushing up on the info because the Redskins always do this in the later rounds. They pick a guy who I have no idea who he is, and I have to research on the fly while I'm writing up the, the summary, you know, in real time, trying to get it up on the site, you know, during the draft. It's like, oh, my God. Like, last year, they picked Wes Martin. I'd never heard of him before the before the draft. And then Cole Holcomb, I'd heard of him, but, like, barely, and I had to research that, too. And then this year, Cameron Curl had no idea who he was. And looking at his athletic numbers, you could definitely see where the areas of concern were and where the areas of potential development were, you know, four, six, 40, uh, from the combine, not really great, pretty good size though. Six, six, one around two ten, I think. And then he had pretty good explosiveness too. He had a broad jump at, of 125 inches and then a vertical of almost 35 inches, which is pretty, those are pretty solid explosiveness numbers, but you can't just go off of those. You have to apply it to the tape too and see how he looks there. And well, how did he look there, Jacob? I mean, I, I feel like we talked about this before the podcast a little bit, and I think both of us were in agreement that it was a little underwhelming. But uh, I want I want to hear the specifics on your part. Yeah, I think underwhelming is a good way to put it. Like I went in expecting to see kind of a, a similar player to Kalik Hudson, uh, not entirely the same, but I, I figured that Curl would have some value on special teams and maybe you know flash off either good tackling skills or good coverage skills. Um, and, you know, look like potentially a backup safety now, but have a higher ceiling. Uh, I don't think Curl has a particularly high ceiling. I think he has uh, the ceiling of a backup, and I think uh, his floor is as a fine special teams player, but nothing too special. I mean, he has decent strength, and he has a good motor, uh, but I, I don't see anything, any trait that's really anything more than solid uh, other than his motor. He's fine against the run. He's fine in coverage. He tracks the ball well, but he doesn't have great speed, so he can't really guard anything deep. He's relying on his eyes and instincts, which can get you far in college, but at the NFL level, it sets you up for a high burn rate. Um, and I, I just think uh, on defense, he also has some big problems with missing tackles. Um, you know, he, he has a solid form when he's making tackles uh, at, at different points, but he's very over-aggressive in his angling when he's working towards the line of scrimmage. 
Um, I think he's trying to compensate for his lack of speed by trying to feed the player to his spot, but he just ends up getting juked out a lot. Um, and I felt like that was a major weakness of his game, and it's really going to limit what he can do as a, a box safety, which is what I think he probably will have to be at the next level. So um, I think he's got a long way to go, but because of his lacking speed, it's going to make it hard for him to really find a role on this defense. Yeah, his lacking speed was very evident on tape. Like, when you see the 4-6, initially you're like, all right, that's not great, you know, but people have succeeded with that speed. Like, you know, you look at Justin Simmons, a guy in Denver who's not really known for his speed, but what was one of the best safeties in the league last year so you're like well people can succeed with it but one thing that I always think about is that if you're not fast as a safety or a defensive back then you have to play fast you know like if you're not physically fast then you have to play fast and Cameron Curl to me I didn't see enough of that personally like it was either he was playing too aggressively and like you said uh, sacrificing his leverage or he was trying to be too patient you know, because he didn't want to put himself in a bad position, I feel like he, he gets in his head a little bit there where he'll he'll put himself in a bad position because he's playing too aggressive and give up that leverage, and then he'll come back and he'll play a little too slow, a little too hesitant, and then he won't be there in time. So I feel like he needs to find a balance there because a lot of what I was watching is that he kind of second-guess himself, he takes some first steps, but never really gear up in time to get to the play and make a make a consistent impact. So that was something that I saw that was kind of, kind of iffy and and when he gets there you know he, he's a pretty he's a pretty competitive player uh there was one play I saw where he got to a runner who was who wasn't going down and they were battling and stuff and he wrenched the ball out of his hands and it was a fumble and he picked it up and returned it for a touchdown so he he can make those plays when he's there but you know in the NFL you can't just you can't just work with that underlying assumption that you're gonna be there you have to have the skills to get there and he just doesn't to me you know he doesn't have the speed he, he's a little he's fairly fluid but you know he, he's not super explosive in the short ranges and like I said if you're not physically fast you have to play fast and you have to play but you have to use that to your advantage you know you can't overshoot your target you have to have a measured speed to your game where you you know where you're going you know how to get there most efficiently and you're not just running around and taking the wrong angles so I'm not I was not impressed same as you um definitely areas where he can improve but even if he does improve there's still going to be limiting factors that will kind of dilute his upside yeah and i think we talk about this a lot but there are certain things that can't be helped really and his speed is one of them and that's no fault of his own like players just you know they're only as fast as they are fast um so if, if he can't play at that speed needed to be a playmaker at safety it's unfortunate but there's not really a lot he can do about it um, I, I think the, the big point for him is going to be those instincts. If, if he can demonstrate really good instincts and like they get even better at the next level, then that will help him out. Because I thought his instincts at times were really good. Um, he, he showed a, a knack for getting to the right place. Um, yeah. It wasn't always perfect, but maybe if he's more sure of himself and if the Redskins use him in a way better than what Arkansas used him, uh, he may be in better shape. I didn't always love how Arkansas was using him. I thought they played him back a little bit too much. I would have liked to see him play a little bit more in the box, come yeah. close to the line of scrimmage on occasion. Um, they didn't really do that, I'm sure, because they probably had some other defensive backs that were good in that role, and Curl was probably one of their better defensive backs. But 
Um, I, I, I think he's he's got some developing to do if he's going to uh, be at the next level and uh, be an impact player. And the play you're talking about where he did strip the ball from the running back and return it for a touchdown, that's a perfect – I think it encapsulates what he is as a player. You know, when he gets there, he tries hard. He will do everything he can to make an impact on the play. And he did in that case. But when he was returning the ball, which he recovered – um, he returned it for a touchdown, but he was almost caught on a number of occasions. Yeah. So it showed off the lacking speed, but he showed off the effort um, and drive needed to get to the end zone on that play. So if you're looking for a play that encapsulates what his ceiling might be, I think that's it. He's going to be limited by speed, but his effort and instincts may be able to carry him into a role on a team. But again, I don't think that's going to be anything more than a backup role. Because I, I just don't see him being effective enough or quick enough to be on the field consistently. Yeah, for sure. For sure. If you want to look for the play, guys, it is uh, Arkansas versus Ole Miss 2019. It should be on YouTube. It's somewhere in the third or fourth quarter, I think. So, but uh, yeah, it's a, it is a pretty good play. It encapsulates it well. Um, and yeah, like you said, you're talking about the usage. I think I, I, if I remember right, I saw Arkansas using him in two deep safety looks a lot, you know which is kind of like where safety needs to use his range and his instincts to get in position, he doesn't have the skill set to succeed in that role. And once once he has to turn up field and, and follow a guy, and once it becomes a chase, it's over. You know, he does not have the speed to catch up to that. Um, so I, I agree with you. I think if he is going to take snaps on defense, which I am very skeptical of, <laughs> I would I would say that it, w- it would be in the box where he can kind of, where his his long field uh, traversability is kind of mitigated where he, he, where his long speed issues aren't really a factor because, you know, it's shorter areas to cover and where he can kind of use his physicality because it's a shorter, shorter kind of uh, range. So I don't know, but I, again, I, I don't see him contributing early on defense, I think, because you already got what you've got Landon Collins, a strong safety, and you got DeShazer Everett, who's kind of the backup strong safety and, and even Jeremy Reeves, honestly, I think I would rather have than than Curl kind of getting in there. So I think I think Curl, his best bet early on is a special teamer. Uh, but even then, you know, down, it's going to be interesting because I don't really know if he has the speed to get downfield as quickly as other guys. So I don't know. I'm I'm really kind of confused as to what they envision for him. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna put my trust in the coaching staff. You know, like they they picked him for a reason. We will see. And I know. I know he was a leader late in his time at Arkansas. He he did have like a off field issue earlier on where he was like talking with some cheerleaders before a game or something. But um, I think by all accounts, he kind of grew from that over the years and became a leader for the team. And I feel like that's another factor that uh, convinced the Redskins to draft him. But again, I just, I don't see a purpose for it, you know? Yeah. I think if you break down the safety depth chart, it's really hard to find a space for curl because we're talking at most the Redskins would maybe keep five safeties if one of them was truly an elite special teams player. Um, and the only way they would do that is if they kept five cornerbacks, which I don't think they will do, but they could do. Um, so if you break down safety, Landon Collins is safe. Sean Davis is probably safe. He's on a one-year deal, and he figures to be the starter across from Collins. I think everything after that is kind of up for grabs. Um but I, I think Curl's best chance of making the team is beating out a guy like DeShazer Everett because I like DeShazer Everett's skill set a lot. I think he's a solid backup safety. 
Um, he's not a guy you want on the field all the time, but he provides leadership, special teams ability, and, you know, he, he can patrol the middle of the field uh, decently enough. Um, I think the only way Curl could beat him is if he shows that he can play the roles that Everett plays, uh, basically, and uh, that he'll have a higher ceiling than Everett, who at this point is 28, and I think entering his age 29 season. Um, so that's really the only uh, logical reason I could see for keeping Curl, because I think if you get into the, would he replace Jeremy Reeves or Troy Apke as that fourth safety? I think you just look at the fact that Reeves and Apke have more athleticism. So if you want to use one of them on special teams, it makes more sense to do that. And I thought both Reeves and Apke grew at the end of last year um, and really started to show off some coverage abilities. I know that neither of them are perfect, but I think they have more upside in coverage than Curl. So I think Curl's kind of a guy who might be destined for the practice squad as a rookie, and he may need time to develop and see what type of role he can play. Um, I don't know if you have any any uh, thoughts on that safety room and where Curl might fit in. Yeah, I mean, man, I'm basically where you're at, man. I don't, I, again, I don't see it. You know, it's just you got Davis and Apke at free safety, Collins and Everett at strong safety, and then I think even Reeves is over Curl uh, for that for that fifth spot. Curl is at most the sixth safety for me, which I don't think they've ever kept six safeties, so. I, I see him going to the practice squad, and you know it, that's fine if you if you're planning on stashing a guy. Uh, but if you're gonna do that, I would at least pick a guy with more athletic upside. You know, like Curl does not show the long speed necessary to be a defensive back at the NFL level. It's really as simple as that. And maybe on the bench, he can kind of refine his instincts and his awareness, and kind of develop the mental parts of his game and become a quicker processor on the field. And that could definitely help him out. I'd still relegate him to the box because his speed is definitely not helping him. But even if he does get to that, I'm not sure you have a starter. I'm not sure you have a, a guy who can come in on, on a rotational basis and, and be that player. He does have some versatility, I think. I think he has. He used to be a corner. If I, I'm, I'm not sure about that, so don't quote me on that. But I think he used to be a corner. If he did used to be a corner, it's pretty obvious why he switched because he's not – if he's not a safety, he's even less of a corner. But like you said, I think um, – yeah, I just really don't see a spot for him right now. I think in time, you know, uh, he can develop under Everett because I feel like the Everett role is one that he could take on in time. You know, a guy who can rotate in on defense and can be a primary special teamer, you know, Uh but even then, he needs to develop some aspects of his game, like tackling and instincts and stuff like that. And if he's if he has to sit on the practice squad for a year and learn from Everett and learn from those veterans to get to that point, I'm cool with it because then he can use his size. He's six foot one. He's got good length. Um, he can use his best traits to his advantage there. But even then, I just there's too much there's too much limitations as opposed to you know his athleticism that I'm not really. I'm, I'm not really optimistic personally, but we will see. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's obviously a reason we're not coaching uh, in the NFL or evaluating talent, so we could be we could end up being wrong about this. Um, I am know, wrong maybe, a lot personally. So develops his instincts. Who knows? Yeah, we will see, man. I'm just I don't know. I instincts is something for me. If it doesn't pop out to me, you know, like I'm always going to be a little skeptical. 
because it's something like you can develop it but at the same time part of it is just kind of intrinsically there and i it didn't really pop out for for curl for me like i i saw it sometimes in like limited in limited quantities but i didn't see enough of it where he wasn't like routinely mitigating his athletic limitations with his instincts so that was kind of a red flag for me but we'll see what happens and and definitely i mean it's the seventh round right so you can't really it's not really a big deal like there's not a lot there's not really a huge opportunity cost um i mean we say that now but looking back there might be like three all pros who were picked behind curl you know you never know it's the nfl draft but it, it is the seventh round so in a vacuum it's pretty low risk, so you can kind of just pick who's ever at the top of your draft board and see how it works out. And safety is kind of an area of uncertainty. Like, we think Sean Davis and Landon Collins are going to be the starters, but we really can't be sure. And then behind them, Troy Apke, not really sure what his long-term outlook is. And then Shazer Everett, like you said, is getting older. Um, and then Jeremy Reeves after that is kind of a – he seems like a short-term guy at this point, so – I don't know. I think there are some reasons for it. I just don't see enough upside to warrant using a roster spot on him, even in like year two. But if he undergoes a lot of development, sure. But uh, he, I think he's definitely going to need a year on the practice squad. Yeah, I think he's going to be the perfect type of guy where we're just going to have to see what he becomes. I, I think he's the classic safe pick in the seventh round in terms of you know, you're not swinging for a guy with big upside, but this is also a, not he's not a guy you wouldn't at least consider for your roster. Like, I, again, I know the speed is lacking, but I've, I watched him play a little bit of special teams, and he gets down the field quick enough, and he has good tackling form there. So I think some team could consider him as a special teamer, and you mentioned the possibility that he has emerged as a leader. So I think... I think that's a good way to look at it for him. So that's probably why the coaching staff liked it. Just a, a guy who can provide competition and, you know, maybe they didn't love an, um, any more guys on the board or maybe they saw something we're not seeing. So I, I, I think there's room to see what will happen with Curl, but I, I think a year on the practice squad is best for him. And, you know, maybe he'll develop, uh, maybe he'll be able to read the field better and uh, we'll, we'll see where he goes from there. But I, I kind of liked that the Redskins – took more of a, a safe guy with their first seventh round pick and uh, their second seventh round pick, who we'll talk about later in the week. Um, they uh, kind of swung for the fences a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm a, I was definitely more on board with their second seventh round pick. Just I'm looking at some guys who were available between those seventh round picks. Um, KJ Hill is one. I know a lot of Redskins fans were banging on that drum to bring KJ Hill because of his Ohio State connection. He was picked by the Chargers right after uh, Curl. If I, I'm trying to scroll back to it, I lost it for a second. But um, yeah, four picks after Cameron Curl, KJ Hill was drafted by the Chargers. So I know a lot of Redskins fans are going to be watching that to see how that pans out. And then um, another strong safety, Geno Stone, was taken three picks later by the Ravens. If I remember correctly, he's another guy who has some speed issues, but I think he has more instinct, instinctive ability. So I don't know. We will see. It's not it's not something that you're going to have receipts ready for, like freezing cold takes, you know, because it's a seventh rounder. Who cares? But um, I, I would definitely agree with you that, you know, there is some upside in the special teams realm. But beyond that, it's going to be it's a little clouded. So we will see. Um, but um, there is another seventh rounder to analyze. And we will do that next time. We don't have enough time for now. But uh, NC State edge rusher James Smith Williams is still on the docket. He's an interesting one um, from his athleticism to his production injuries. 
uh, upside and um, you know how he fits into a really crowded defensive line group. So we will get to that next time. Uh, for now, just enjoy this Cameron Curl analysis and Jacob's bad name puns, and we will be back. I, I, luckily, he can't do anything with Smith Williams. Uh, maybe he'll try, but uh, I, I don't see it. I don't see it doing that, Jacob. So, until next time. Never count it out. Never count it out, man. Oh my goodness! All right. Well, you guys will be um, waiting in anticipation for that. Um, God, I shouldn't. I shouldn't. I should not have incited that because now he has the motivation to prove me wrong. So, we'll see what happens. But uh, we got a lot for you next time. Uh, until then, just enjoy this and uh, peace out. Have a good night.